Podcast with Rawdon Dubois and Tom Hewitt. Pronounced perfectly, Tom. To another uh, very special episode of our little podcast that we like to do because it makes us feel good about the world. And uh, Charles Poliquin is back for CP. part two of his two. extended interview. <laughs> Looking forward to this one, Rawdon. Yes. Um, it's always nice to have CP online. And I think um, now, these days more than ever, he's quite happy just to get on and, and just, uh, just let it... Just meander along. Yeah, just let it flow. Just let the juices flow. Let the the, juices the creative Poliquin juices flow. Mm. Yeah, so, it was... Uh, it was uh, it's, it's always... Uh, we always enjoy our chats with Charles. No, we do. And uh, there's always a little element of humour to things as well. So on this particular part, segment of the interview, mm-hmm. part two, and we do explore a bit of a different side to Charles. I mean, one of the yeah. things that has become more obvious these days is his reference to Eastern cultures and, you know, he's slightly spiritual and we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll touch on that side touch of the things. Touch the witch doctors. And a little bit of witch doctoring, uh-huh. which Loves uh, it. never goes astray on the Under the Bar podcast. Well, certainly over that side of the room, over your side, oh, it's, yeah. uh, it's uh, rife. <laughs> uh, you know. I've got broomsticks and little yeah. uh, cauldrons yeah. steaming with potions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yes. Uh, a little bit of meat spinning. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of meat spinning over that side of the room. Yes, yes. Um... He also talks about, Rodden, and this is an interesting one, his mentors and the people that he's learnt from. He's a big believer in, in having multiple teachers and then sort of putting your own spin, spin on that, yeah. developing your own system. And that's something that uh, I guess we both have done to a degree, yeah. but you certainly, in the forming of the uh, Dubois method, mm. you've, you, you've taken bits and pieces and, and yeah. applied them. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, I haven't really done anything myself, Tom, and uh, <laughs> it's just been borrowing and, and uh, well, you know, pinching. Plagiarising. Plagiarising, yeah. word for word, yes. you know, pretty much just uh, copy and paste. Yeah. But all jokes aside, I mean, seriously, <laughs> that, I mean, that, that, that has been a huge influence yeah. on what I do. Yeah. You know, I'm always sort of uh, learning and, uh, and talking to those in the industry that are much more, as we both do, much more mm. experienced than us. Uh, but, you know, each time... It gets a little bit, a uh, little bit more polished and a little bit more, but it, w- it wouldn't be any anything like it is today if I hadn't have uh, invested quite a bit of time uh, and money uh, talking and uh, mentoring yeah. with with various. And Charles is obviously a big mentor. Uh, like we mentioned quite a few times, but there's been quite a few that I've uh, reached yeah. out to and learned from. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So when he sort of wraps up the witch doctory, he mm-hmm. then goes into a few nuts and bolts, mate, and we hit him up for his top three well, functional could... hypertrophy training yeah. systems. Yeah. Um, because the, I mean, you've you, we've you often reference, uh, and if you were to describe Charles, okay, you know, he's got his uh, few knockers in the industry and uh, you know, tall poppy, whatever. But you can't dispute his uh, programming programming uh, prowess and. Yes. Uh, his skills, uh, putting some pretty cool programs together, and that's really one of his uh, many, many strengths. But uh, you would agree yeah. that that's uh, one of the big inspirations for you, his programming side of things. I know yeah. it heavily influences what you still do today. Yeah, oh, I love the way he creates his training systems, and so he's going to go through his top three for functional hypertrophy, okay. which is really good. Charles P. coming up very shortly. Now, of course, Rawdon, for those listeners out there that would like to get in contact with the podcast, mm. send us an email or ask mm. a question, there is an alternative now. They, yeah, they can get it's on. Very the, popular. Get on the. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, run off the hook. The well, speak pipe. Uh, yeah, the speak pipe. So you go to the website underthebarpodcast.com. and that's a pretty. Not that I'm a you know website guru, but it's yeah. pretty slick. I'm I'm pretty impressed that that's our website. Yes. 
yeah. I'm impressed that it's our <laughs> website. I mean, when you compare it to yours, <laughs> yeah. which is just a coming soon page, yeah, elusive. it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but on that website, there is a little button on the right-hand side of the page. Mm. Leave the boys a voice message or leave us yep. a message. Click on that. It'll open up. Press record. So it's a speak pipe that you're speak referring pipe. to. Speak pipe. And you just lay some pipe into mm. the microphone mm. and, uh, you know, squish it down, <laughs> yep. down in there. And essentially, whatever your question is or comment on the show, you just want to say hello to us. Okay. Now, can you can you listen to it before you send it? Yeah. Then yeah, you can listen back to it. Um, yep. You can delete it, record another one, whatever you want. Mm. Once you're happy with the finished product. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you look into the speak pipe and you're happy with what you've created. You yeah. can then <laughs> send it on its way. <laughs> <laughs> hit flush and bombs away the boys will get it and we can we can yeah. relive that experience on air I mean that's fantastic I don't know I don't know why people haven't I don't know why people haven't taken us up on that off the top maybe it's the way we're selling it Tears running down my oh, face. Oh man, that was bad. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> speak pipe. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a very popular speak pipe. <laughs> we better just have a sting cam. Yeah, sting yeah. us on that one. Let's get out of here. <laughs> It's like in high school when you're in class and yeah. something makes you laugh and you're not allowed to, it makes yeah. you laugh harder. Yeah. Um, we've got Charles Poliquin Part 2 coming up very shortly. Yep. Before we do that, Rawdon, a last minute announcement yeah, that yeah, there yeah, are yeah, a few yeah, yeah. places left for the Sydney Christian Maurice uh, seminar. So he's running the Elemental Body Transformation Certification. Yep, yep, so yep. it is actually a certification. It runs over three days. That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the 9th, 10th and yeah. 11th. Out at, uh, at the at one and only? The one and only Icon okay. Performance Health, Health Center, home of the Honesty Bucket. Yep. And basically, he's going to run through five core topics. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah he yeah. did allude to this when we spoke to him. Well, actually, he didn't give much away. A, no. few, a few guys have told me and said, well, like Christian Maurice, he's elusive. It's yeah. like your website. I went, yeah, it is. But yes. he's uh, playing his cards, but he's going to reveal all at the, the seminar. I think that was his point. Let's, yeah. uh, let's save all the juicy juicy bits and pieces for the seminar so yep. what are the topics that he's going to go through so he's going through psychology yep macro modulation functional medicine uh-huh. nutrition and training now okay. the, the psychology we know that he's big on that and, yep. and he has been ever from the start and that's one of his strong points as a coach from that initial consult he gets immediate buy-in yes, from yes, the client yes, and yes. taps into them uh, at an emotional level so yep. that the compliance and belief in the process thereafter is spot on, and yeah. that's a you know that, that's a huge part of uh, of getting someone to change, to transform their physique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll really try and find that emotional mm. uh, why they're actually there in the first place. But the psychology is a huge, huge part of um, 
an individual's uh, progress uh, yep. with yourself as a coach, definitely. Yep. So he'll, he'll go into a lot of detail on that. Now, the macromodulation. Interesting. Well, we did sneak a little bit out of him on that one, and it's his method of breaking plateaus in uh, fat loss by oh, yeah. manipulating a certain macronutrient and yep. having maybe a high day or a low day. That's about as much as we got out of him. But obviously, yep, yep, in the yep. course, he'll go into that in, in a lot of detail. And that's cool. actually... That sounds uh, pretty interesting to me. I'm, I'm, I'm keen to know more about that. And the fascinating thing was, it's, it's, I mean, our listeners might uh, know that carbohydrates, yeah, that's that's a big game changer, but I gather he does it with protein and fats as well, So, yeah. it, uh, depending on the individual. So that's quite interesting. I'm looking forward to that. And then the functional medicine side of things. Um, oh, the witch doctory. The witch doctory. This is, this is where I really start yeah, to... Yeah, witch you know, Dr. Hewitt, you're really coming to your element. Yeah. This is where I sit back in the chair, fold the arms, and go, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but look, he's uh, vastly experienced in this yep. field. He runs all of his own testing. And so I think the great thing about Christian's experience with functional medicine is that it's applied to getting people in shape. Yes. Not just improving people's health. health. Yep. So as a from a personal training perspective, uh, it's very applicable. Yep. And then obviously the nutrition and the training side of things. That, that's, it, the, that's the bread and butter. Yeah. And, and the thing is, even if you just got the nutrition and training, that would probably be enough to really yeah. help what you're doing with your clientele but we're getting all those other things too so really exciting that seminar and so what actually happens we mentioned it's a certification so at the end of each of the three days there'll be a written exam Mm. and then provided you pass that you'll then be certified as an elemental trainer very cool and look he said he wanted he said if he has 10 spaces uh, he'll do the seminar in sydney we've got 10 people paid already so he's opened it up. I think he's we, we can up maybe to about take, twenty. I think. I yeah, think we, could, we could probably take another five to ten people. Yep. But he doesn't want a, a huge class. So if mm. you are keen to do it, um, jump in. Jump in. Get on board Secure right now. Spot. Yep. Definitely. Yep. yep. And I guess they do that by going to straight to the uh, website. So um, I think it's uh, elementalworld.com. Uh, yep. And they can register for the Christian Maurice seminar there. Very exciting. I'm looking forward to doing it. Definitely. Righto. One more little carrot to dangle before we get to Charles Poliquin, part yep, yep. two. Uh, while we're talking about seminars, Rod, and obviously uh, we've just uh, last yes, week... This is very cool. Yep. Um, we spent a couple of days with Christian Tibido and uh, Tippy Toes, as we call it. Yes. And funnily enough, a few of the guys in the class were saying, hey, Tippy Toes. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> Fortunately, Tippy Toes has a really good sense of humour and is actually... Uh, yep. You know what? Out of probably any of the travelling industry leaders that have been out, I reckon he's probably the most down-to-earth... Yeah, and his presenting style was was exceptional. Like, oh, yeah. and uh, and it wasn't a case of, um, hey guys, quieting down at the back or anything. He would just as soon as he started talking about something, everyone everyone switched off and yep. yeah, quite a booming uh, yes, and really pronounced certain words when he started. It was it was like as a presenter and uh, yeah, and you as well. I mean, I remember you in your uh, glory up at uh, Queensland there, <laughs> holy waffling your way through yes. a seminar about fat loss. <laughs> that was great. That's when a witch doctor was born. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And I was just at the back geeling away. <laughs> but yeah, he, he, presentation style was, was, was second to none. Probably the best uh, presenter I've, I've actually seen. And, yeah. and the content was awesome. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, so we thought, just, just to wrap that up, because he will be out here again next year. Yep, He's we'll already signed up. Yep. He's going to bring him back out. He's got a... It'll be a different seminar. In fact, yeah. all three seminars that he's done, you could go to all three of them and get three different things because he will literally stay up all night and rewrite slides. That was to, crazy. I heard to, about that. To yeah. actually suit the the demographic. But just on a couple of these hypertrophy training methods or intensification methods, he went through about 40 to 50 different programming and training systems and methodologies to use. And from that 
alone, from my perspective, as someone who writes a high volume of training programs, yeah, it's invaluable. Just, it's just breathe a breath of fresh air in, and, into programming. And the cool thing, like we spoke about this off air before we went to air, and uh, the cool thing that you took away from us, aside from getting a expanding the toolbox considerably it actually resonated quite closely with what you're already doing so it was yes. like you were like Man, I'm, I'm doing i'm doing things right doing you know, things this, was, yeah. this actually makes sense yeah and we actually spoke about this and my methodology and and, and systems uh, were a little bit different but um but the same at the same time they're just a little bit because they're more hypertrophy focused whereas uh christians were hypertrophy with some strength it was sort of like the best of both worlds yes. systems that he uses and uh, your demographic broaden is so specialized you know what i mean you've exactly. got these guys that are in there and and it's a very it's specific pure hypertrophy I, yeah. I think if they piss weak it doesn't matter it doesn't matter yeah you know? um but uh why don't we go through just a couple of our our favorite methods yeah. that, we, that we picked up yeah i mean um, well, before we go there though, mm. i just want to uh, let the guys know about that really a uh, cool uh, way of breaking down the um, basically the integrity of the body and the, the, the uh, to develop strength you know what's the key fundamental but it was mm. the uh, it wasn't the speak pipe no. but it was a, a strength pipe but he spoke about strength leaks yes he called it which was really cool and essentially what that was for our listeners and and you know we might refer to it in different ways and we sort of understand we're only as strong as our weakest link and and um but he spoke about the looking at the body as a for our listeners that were visual look at a tube and uh, you know the force being generated going into the top of the tube or the cylinder and then the same amount of force an arrow going to the top of the tube and a, and a same size arrow going to, out of the bottom of the tube and that's mm. the, the strength pipe if you will but with strength leaks, the, the the force being produced at the top, so the load on the bar, for example, going into the tube, you, the the you know the, the cylinder tube. is yeah is, is you, but then these little holes in the tube and and, and the, the the force downward force you know dispersing dissipates sideways, dissipates exactly, yeah. and then the amount of force you generate at the bottom is is much uh, reduced. So in the strength leaks are a fundamental consideration when you are trying to develop strength and mm. uh, power. And um, and he broke it down into, uh, I think it was four four elements, wasn't it? The the, the grip core, strength. yeah, grip strength, core strength, core strength, glutes, and lats, lats, and lats was the one that um, for you and I was like, oh yeah, the lats are they're, they're pretty uh, pretty significant as well, and we sort of neglect them, but um, but just a really interesting concept, and he uh, gave a heap of cool different exercises which you probably have to go to the seminar to find out about mm. or, or talk to one of us or one of the guys. Uh, many coaches are at the same are probably utilizing the cool stuff they learned but but um, I will say that that one of the uh, the best things to, to improve strength leaks and it's really simple for our listeners uh, to employ with their uh, clientele and, and themselves is, is just the loaded carry yeah pretty much fixes everything you yes. can do more specific stuff there were exercise cool exercise sweeping deadlifts and all these cool things that you can actually do to specifically target the grip the, the lats and the glutes and the, and the core but Hell, why don't you just do a loaded carry? So the typical one is the farmer's carry, but um, you, you know, any, any of those loaded cal- carries uh, are your 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 bread and butter. Your like overhead, carry, the overhead, uh, overhead. You know, bar overhead. The zercher carry, zercher carry. So in the in the crease of your elbow there, holding the bar at the front or, or the log. Um, so those loaded carries, like you mentioned, um, but the easy one that, that, that most gyms now have is the farmer's that carry, and that's really simple. Load it up, walk down the end, spin around, bring it back. But incorporating those into your uh, program, it's going to tick all the boxes for the strengthening that inner unit. And, um, you know, like we said at the start, you know, and uh, the way he explains it is strength leaks, but we, we generally know we're only as strong as our weakest link. Mm. So that, that, that loaded carry seems to, um, if you didn't want to get too specific into, into addressing those little 
uh, bits and pieces you just load to carry at the end of the session and then um, that's fundamentally going to improve that uh, that hole in the unit and um, you, you should theoretically see your, your, your lifts go up over time because it's, yes. uh, it's going to fix those strength leaks. Yes. So yeah. that's the strength leak, which that's I thought was really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And and I guess once you're addressing those uh, strength yeah. leaks, you can express it in various forms. Yep. One of the training systems that really appealed to me, Rawdon, was uh, the wave ladder. And it's a very similar concept to wave loading, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I'm sure a lot of our listeners will be familiar yeah. with. But this rather, is cool, this one. I yeah, like this. Rather than manipulating the load as the variable in the wave loading, you're manipulating reps. So a typical wave ladder might be a one, two, four, or, or one, two, three. Mm. And so you'd look at the start and say, okay, say I want to do 100 kilos for three. That's a good three reps for me. Yep. Then put 100 kilos on the bar, do a single, mm. do a double, and then you come and hit your triple. Ah. And so essentially the one and the two are basically practice reps, priming the nervous system. That's potentiation reps. So you can have a, an optimal three. And the benefit of it is because he explained, apart from strength leaks, some of the mechanisms that go into strength is not just uh, recruiting more muscle fiber, but actually just executing lifts more efficiently. Yeah, you know, motor, it's a skill. Motor learning, learning the skill. Yeah. And so having a few sub-maximal sets where you just focus on tightness, you focus on technique yeah. before you get to the meat and nuts, yeah. A, it allows you to hit a very heavy three, yep. but B, you're getting, say, anywhere from nine to 12 sets of work yeah. but only three or four of those are maximal. Yeah. So it's a little less draining on the nervous system, but you still get to, to hit some numbers. And yeah. I've already written a couple of programs out using that method to start with. Yeah. And um, to, it's an enjoyable and really concentrated method to work on a particular lift. Sure, okay. Rest between the, the one, the two, and the three? So I've, I've gone a, a slightly shorter rest between the one and the two, slightly longer than that one between the two and the three, mm. and then a good two minutes after you've done the third. Okay, so you're talking yeah. maybe like a 30 six, seconds, then yeah. six than a two to three minutes yeah or a 40 80 two minutes something like that yeah. oh, just to be a little different yeah, yeah. make it hard to calculate <laughs> yeah. yeah that's fine I, I quite like that well uh, my uh, I suppose my one of the ones that I quite liked was mm. the the contrast sets and and um, I have also you know Chris I want to be different I don't want to do exactly the same as what Christian said I've yeah. changed it slightly yeah but um, basically with that one um, I think he calls them short waves, but a contrast set. So basically, you know, our listeners would have probably done it before a, a, a single rep, uh, two minutes rest, then six reps, mm. and then two minutes rest, uh, two to four minutes. So that's basically the first little short wave. And then you do that again, a, a single, uh, and then uh, another six, and then um, yeah, two to four minutes rest, and then another single, another six. And then if you're if you're still hitting the sixes with well, then you could do another little short wave. So you could probably do eight sets there. Yep. Um, but the, the 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 logic is again is that potentiation. The the what our listeners uh, need to be aware of the six reps. Um, that's the work set. Yes. Okay. It's not the the single. So you're not trying to bust out a, a, as heavy as you possibly can one RM and then do the six. So the single stay the same throughout the whole uh, phase. Short wave of this contrast uh, yeah. sets, and that's about ninety percent of your one RM. Yeah. So say we work off hundred kilos. Really, really simple. So ninety kilos, you would squat a single. Then you'd go down to about eighty percent for the first uh, little wave of six, and then you punch out six potentiated nervous system. Okay, it's agitated. It's on. High threshold ammonia is recruited. The type two fibers switched on. Punch out the six. Then you have your two to four minutes. Chill out. Ninety percent again. So another ninety kilos. Do a single. That doesn't go up. But this is where the increase 
occurs. So you go up to 82.5, so about 2.5% increase. Uh, do the six, so we've got that, that uh, overload principle being used there. We're starting to overload, providing a different stimulus, a heavier stimulus. Uh, then we do two to four minutes, and then we do another one, the 90% again. But then we do the six to 85%. So we've gone 80, 82 and a half, 85%. So we've crept the weight up. Now, if we still hit that six out of the park at 85%, we're feeling good, nervous system is on. Then by all means, do another single, another set of six. And 87. Yeah, 87 yeah. and a half. You creep up another two and a half kilos there or thereabouts. But really, really cool. Think about the six as the work set. So you're yeah. essentially doing those three uh, sets of six uh, there you're meeting nuts, balls deep, yeah. wizard sleeve type stuff. <laughs> but the singles are just potentiating sets. So yeah, yeah it's 90% and you've got to be got to be in the game. But um, it's not a, it's not a, a grind. It's not a one rep max no. method. Yeah, if you get my grip. It's grip. a potentiating six method. Yeah, yeah, basically. And how did I change it? I did one fours or, or just changed it slightly. But um, and I just did a, a few waves of that. But but really really cool stuff there. And that was just the one of. One I, think of, he, I think he had 10 billion. Yeah, yeah. And that was 10 billion, I counted. Yeah. <laughs> so 10 billion methods. Yeah. And the main take-home message that I think uh, what we can take away from everything was, and he said this probably the most, this is the method that he used the most, yeah. was um, your body hates your you. Your body hates you. But it likes you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, that was one of Christian DeVito's really loopy things that he, he would say, but it made perfect sense. Yeah. And I will just before we go mention that we are going to get him back on the program. Mm. Yes, he has agreed to come back out in 2017 with all new content, which is really, really exciting through Icon. Um, but we basically said, you know, as we do, we cornered him and, and pinned him up against the wall and said, look, you got to do another segment on Under the Bar. Yeah. And, and he said, okay, you guys are just badass. Of course I will. Whatever you say, can you give me a couple of weeks rest? And I went, yeah, all right, cool. You got, you got a bit of rest, then we'll hit him up. But one of the things that I'm going to talk, and I was really fascinated, he actually mentioned that he had Asperger's uh, syndrome. Mm. So, um, you know, uh, elements of OCD type behavior, but but really, um, anyone doesn't know Asperger's, I'm not, uh, well, everyone said that I might have it, so I've got to go do the online <laughs> test. So yeah. I'll let everyone know whether I've got the Asperger's syndrome. But um, but yeah, I just, I just found it fascinating that uh, this guy who's probably one of the, the most prolific names in the strength and conditioning world you know mm. a, a, a teenage writer yeah what, what, what doesn't this guy do type thing and he's managed to be as successful as he has with uh with you know this issue being that on the spectrum yeah. to a certain degree yeah yeah which i thought was absolutely fascinating and he spoke quite frankly about it and um yeah we're going to get him on and, and talk about that element because uh, there's quite a few of us you know i put my hand up i've had moments where you know, I had anxiety to the point, of, you know, I hated going on trains, just the, the, the doors would close and what if the train stopped and I can't, you know, those big doors and yeah. I'm strong, but actually I probably would have still squeaked and jumped onto the tracks and got off the train if it stopped. But, but yeah, just weird stuff, the, mm. the anxiety issues in the past. And fortunately, you know, circumstances I was in, I've, you know, <laughs> left where I used to work and all that type of stuff. Yeah. But all jokes aside, I mean, I had to make some changes and fortunately I'm a good place now. But for me, it was... Um, yeah, quite a, an interesting experience and a, and a challenging time. But I just yeah draw inspiration from um, from CT the, the fact that he's uh, can do what he does. But it was interesting. He did have a few quirky traits where he had to he, did. he had to yeah. have his presentation stick. <laughs> yeah, this, this broomstick. He, he, he didn't like it on. when the bottom of his jacket came unzipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a fascinating guy. But then look, really, that um, his mindset is that's part of the reason he's been so exactly. successful because the intention to detail yeah. with these training methods and just his knowledge around training in general. Yeah. When you see someone like that operate, you kind of realize how much you don't know. Yeah, exactly. And and, and to get that amount of knowledge, you'd need to be so obsessive in that particular field.
field. Yeah, so it's probably worked in his a strength uh, and a weakness. Uh, strength but, and weakness yeah. at the same time. And it was, yeah, I completely agree. And it doesn't matter what question was thrown at him, he'd boom, just rattle off a ticket. Yeah. This is the answer. It's yeah. like, whoa, this guy eats, lives, and breathes. Mm. Uh, strength and conditioning and, 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 and uh, hypertrophy so yep. absolutely amazing seminar one of the best ones I've ever been to if yep. not the and yep. um, we're really really looking forward to him coming out again yeah we'll get him back on uh, so we'll, we'll go to Charles Poliquin now which is appropriate yeah because I, Charles and uh, CT are buddies they live in the obviously the same part of the world and uh, and I believe Charles is a big mentor of uh Tibbs is tippy toes as well, so yeah. um, yeah, we Tibbs certainly referenced him quite a few times throughout the course, so definitely, yeah, it's uh, appropriate at this juncture, yeah. Let's just uh, segue to a uh, the Poliquin <laughs> part two, very smooth, mate. Awesome. So, Charles, before we uh, tap into some of those 38 years of training knowledge, yes. just want one more question. You, with the sensei and the dojo, and quite often you reference Eastern cultures and philosophies in your seminars. Yeah, it, the, the, uh, the elements. The and, elements and, and all this elements. kind of stuff. Is there a somewhat of a spiritual nature to your existence these days, Charles? Do you meditate? Actually, I do. Uh, Janet Atwood, wrote The Passion Test, convinced me to... Uh, I learned meditation. So I went to learn TM in Fairfield, Iowa, which is middle of nowhere. Uh, and actually, if the end of the world comes, move there because it'll get there in 20 years. I mean, <laughs> so it's like Wagga Wagga. So yeah, right. It's the Wagga Wagga of the US. So I went there, and who was in my class? Brendan Burchard, who's very oh, well yeah. in the self help industry, yeah. and Joe Polish who's the king of the crop in marketing. I mean, he's the guy who's helped out guys like Richard Branson and uh, Anthony Robbins. And I mean, yeah. Joe Polish knows everybody. I mean, that's good quite a bit of time. He stayed at my house, but he knows everybody. He's the guy who introduced me to Tim Larkin. I was eating at Quest Bar. He goes, I know the CEO of Quest Bar. And he puts him on FaceTime and I said, hello, and <laughs> Quest Bar. Wow. So, you know, he, he has what they call the genius network. And he has 625 people paying 25 grand a year to take six days of seminar with him. So he obviously he's done well for himself. But the Eastern approach to thinking has always been, I guess, in my blood. I mean, I come from a martial arts background, so I've always had an interest in it. But the main reason why I've had an interest in it is that it, the mind's like a parachute. It's got to be open to work. So. You know, if you listen to different cultures, it's, you know, and one thing I realized a long time ago is that you need to have multiple teachers. And I was talking about that in my video today, like, you know, the Russians sure shaped the world in the world of weightlifting, but they transferred their knowledge to Cuba and China. And if you talk to Chinese or Cuban weightlifting coaches, they have their own take on what's the best way to train. Yeah. But if you look at martial arts, for example, you have the creator of, of karate in Okinawa. He, he trained quite a few students, and those students, you know, developed their own styles. So they went from Shotokan karate to Kyukushin Kai and Shitoryu and whatever, Yanku Kai, Sanku Kai, and all that stuff. And what it was, it was the sensei developed these students who became black belts, but they had their own take on what the master of the house had. And one of the things that I strongly believe is that I have to develop a student that's better than me. 
If I don't do that, then I didn't really create a legacy. So you got to put your ego aside and say, okay. And that's why I've taken guys and, you know, uh, shaped their thinking. And, you know, it's nice to see, like, some kid sent me a Facebook message thanking me for putting four guys on the Olympic team. And I don't know if he's 30 yet, but, you know, he's done it in this country. And then some of the guy, you know, in uh, Macedonia put somebody else on the team and guys in Holland and whatever else. So that's what actually drives me to do what I do is to see people who take on and and I don't I don't run a cult, you know. And I learn a lot from my students. Some students may say, you know, I've tried this, but I find that if I do this, this is a better way to do it. Yeah. And if it's better than what I taught them, I'll steal it right away. But at least I'll give them credit for it. The thing is, is that, you know, I've had multiple teachers and I'm grateful for every one of them. And I'm always grateful to see that my students do well. Yeah. And uh, and sometimes they apply knowledge to sports I've never trained, hmm. but the knowledge, you know, was passed on and they do better. Well, so I think it's a really good, uh, and that's what I do as well. Like I'll look around the gym and I'll, I'll see colleagues that have less experience than myself in the industry, but they'll be doing something really cool and I'll, I'll pinch it and I'll say, hey man, I'm going to use that, it's really good. Um, you know, I've got this great idea for uh, a breakfast, Charles, that you can you can have if you want. It's called the meat and nuts breakfast, and um, you know, you have some uh, you know some red meat, a bit of tyrosine, and some and some fats, and cognitive function would be great. So if you want to use that and paint right. that as your own, uh, go for it there. I was going to say, uh, before we move on to picking your brain with uh, some of your tried and tested, stood the test of time type uh, training systems, uh, you mentioned you do do a little bit of meditation, which uh, is something that Tom and I actually discussed yesterday because we all live in this sympathetic existence and uh, running on uh, you know, catecholamines 24-7. So meditation should be something that we should all do to some degree. The uh, Grateful Log, uh, again, yeah. one of your uh, bits of uh, gold that I've uh, Tom and I have adopted with our own clientele over the years. Still something you do, Charles, before you go to bed? Yeah, it, yeah it, it, it's one of these things is that what you want more in your life, you should give away, right? Yeah. So I like living a luxurious style, but the best way to have a luxurious lifestyle is to give away money. So Alpine athletes, uh, you know, whether it's uh, you know, or I've given to battered women's houses, I've given to tigers, to building wells in Africa and whatever else. It doesn't really matter, but I think that the, the, the grateful log is a way to attract more in your life what you want to manifest. So if you, you know, if, let's say if you get a new check or a new contract and you write down, I'm grateful for that new check or that new opportunity, then you will attract more. I mean, yeah. Uh, Tim Ferriss has a very good uh, article on that. On if you can't meditate, be grateful. But and you know it's 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 been a regular part of my practice. But even raising my own daughter, you know, before she could learn how to write, we used to do this exercise every night. Add her over, which is, what did you learn today? What good did you do for somebody else? And what did somebody else did good to you? You know, I've taught this to other parents, and what they find is that when they start doing that nightly practice with their kids, things like night terrors disappear, anxiety disappears, they say thank you more often, you know. Very good. There's a saying that says that the best prayer is to say thank you. 
So, not to sound like an old grumpy man, but one thing I find with today's society is that people are so invested in recording shit that doesn't matter. Like, we're having a society now that records things that don't matter. Like, oh, this is what I had for breakfast, my egg white omelet. Like, fuck, you know? All that time spent on self-narcissism doesn't help out anybody, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, it could actually, I mean, I've heard this explained, Charles, that it's actually a product of these stress hormones as well because when you are running in that fight-and-flight scenario, higher thinking, creative thinking, all goes all out, out, the, the all goes out the window and you're focused on yourself and what's going yeah. on around you and your, yeah. and your, your body very and your material. very materialistic, you know? Yes, and then one thing that I've learned with meditation, Tim Ferriss and I talked off the record one day when I was doing a podcast with him, and he was telling me that Schwarzenegger told him that he was meditating every day and, and he asked Schwarzenegger how that come about. He goes, I'm going to give meditation a try for a year. So yes. that goes to show his mindset, like, I'm going to try it for a year. Yeah. I'm going to commit to do something for a year. And after a year of daily meditation, Schwarzenegger kept it. But one thing that I've listened to Schwarzenegger speak in private uh, about a year, two years ago, and he said that one realization he came to is that when he talked to his father-in-law, and his father-in-law told him, stop looking in the mirror if you want to help out people. He says, if you break down the mirror, beyond the mirror, there are the people who need help. And that's one of the driving forces of actually doing those videos on training, is that I can only teach so many days per year, but if I make it a product that's really affordable, that uh, shows how I've done it, people appreciate it. And, and uh, Sarah, what she was recording today, she goes, she was telling me that, you know, the way I was teaching it got her motivated to train. And actually, when she started to film for me a year ago, she had stopped training for a long time. And after spending a week with me filming Aperture Boot Camps and Fat Loss Boot Camps, she got back into her training. For somebody who's 40 years old, how many women in their 40s can do 12 chin-ups, you know? And she changed her, her, her outlook towards training. And the thing is, is that that's what makes me mean. You know, I, I, yeah. I think that you, you have to pass on that knowledge. One thing I've learned over the years is you can learn from everybody. I meet different people every day, but I always try to leave giving them something and obviously having something back from them. Yeah, I can certainly attest to your... Uh you know, the passion, the training, you know, like I said, I've seen your house and it's pretty much wall to wall with every conceivable, uh, you know, book on, on strength training, on hypertrophy. And I think every, uh, you know, muscle and fitness and flex magazine there wall to wall. So, and, and, and also any, any seminar that you've done that I've been at, you always come in with a bit of a sweat on and, you know, the guys will see you at, at the, the gym there in the morning, making sure you have your, your training session. Um, well, talking about giving uh, giving away uh, free stuff, you know that you know, it's it's motivates you. Training system. How about we uh, uh, dig deep into that wizard sleeve and pull a few, uh, uh, you know, a couple of programs out. Tom and I thought we might uh, hit you up, put you on the spot. Maybe a, a couple of systems that that stood the test of time. Um, what do you think, Tommy? Where are yeah. we going to go? Oh, look, I think if we get maybe the top three. Training systems yeah, for, for functional hypertrophy. hypertrophy yeah. yeah, bit of strength, bit of muscle that have stood the test what, of time, Charles. What, what have you what, got for what's us? What's your go-to there, mate? Top three. I would say the four plus two. So four plus two. What you do is that 
you do four reps to concentric failure, okay. and then you have your partner add enough weight that you could do two extra rep, uh, lowering the weight for a controlled eight seconds. So I find with that is that because the weight is heavy for a set of four, yep. you have to recruit high threshold motor units, and once they reach failure, you add more weight and you tap into your eccentric strength and you trash whatever is left in your muscles. So the four plus two is one of my favorite methods for functional hypertrophy. Mm -hmm. The one that I like is uh, five to eight, meaning that I, I go to failure with a weight that's really hard to do for five. I mean, the way you know it's hard for five is that your spleen should come out through the left eye. <laughs> Not the right eye, but the left eye. Right. So if your spleen comes out of the left eye on your fifth rep, the weight was heavy enough. And then what I do is I tell the athletes, put the bar down, I count to 15, and they have to do a single with that weight. Then they put it back down, I count to 15, and they have to do another single. So they do five plus three singles. And okay. that is very good for functional hypertrophy because it's a combination basically of cluster training. Yep. And, you know, and then my third... Uh, best one for uh, functional hypertrophy, I mean, would be um, simply doing what I call three plus one. So what they do is that they do three reps to failure, then they rest a long time, then they jack the weight up at least 10%, and then they do it one eight-second lowering. If that was easy, the next set of three should actually be easier to do so I usually put one or two kilos more, and then I rest in a full recovery, and then I try to beat my single eccentric score, and I do three of those waves, where I go three plus one, three plus one. And, you know, if somebody needs to, because what happens in functional hypertrophy after a while is you're not training heavy enough to stimulate growth. So, yep. you know, that would be a system I would use. Oh, what about uh, going back to the four plus two? What about uh, sets? How many sets would our listeners be throwing together? And are you uh, antagonist supersets, A one, A two, push pull type thing? Always. But what I like to do with sets, and I was actually explaining that in the video today. The thing about sets, it's always a dose response curve. Yeah. So the more you do, the more you'll grow. But you, you, there's also the principle that comes from computer science, which is GIGO. Garbage in, garbage out. So I never do garbage, garbage sets. sets yeah. I try to do as many quality sets as I can. So in the four, four plus two, usually you could do four to six sets for that exercise. Okay. But let's say if you come into my gym, you do four plus two, then you do a PB, and after the third, second set, you're gonna shit the bed. Then you do only do two sets for that day. Yeah. So it's always based on my as far as number of sets. I think the most important principle to understand it has to do with today. You, you have to live in the now. You know, yes. there's a book called The Power of Now. If there's one book that applies to number of sets, it's The Power of Now. Okay. <laughs> but so f f four to six, uh, you know, ballpark figure for each of those uh, training systems. And mm -hmm. then as, as you're performing on the given day, will dictate whether you hit the six or, yeah. or you might be tapping out at three or four rounds. And, and there's a few negatives and a few reps to failure there, Charles. So how long could you run these systems for? If you look at averages, the average human would be four workouts. If they're really dopamine dominant, you know, I may run that system only two workouts, or I may run only one workout 
So I, I would do four plus two, then I would do the, let's say five plus three, yep. five, what I call the five to eight, and I do the three, one, three, one system, and then go back to the four plus two. So it's one of these things where there's a difference between the art of coaching and the science of coaching. And one thing that annoys me all the time is all the losers, the haters, you know, they will say, you have any scientific method sense for this? Fuck no, I don't. <laughs> The only proof I've got is all the Olympic medalists I've coached. Like, fuck you, you know. Yeah. I mean, with the thing with the haters, if you walk on water, it's, it's because you can't swim. You'll yeah. never make them happy. Yeah. So my my philosophy is like, dude, the day you win more than me, then you can fucking criticize me. Keep look looking for your scientific articles, and in the meantime, fuck off because I'm busy having more success than you do. <laughs> I mean, one thing you you will find is that successful people don't hate. I, I've never seen Bill yeah, Gates go. Hey, Richard Branson, you're a fucking dick. I mean, yeah. it doesn't happen because they're, they're both busy being successful. So people always ask me, why don't you answer your haters? Because I don't have time. I've got yeah. other shit to do. Uh -huh. And one of the things I have to do is be successful. You look at all the haters, do they have big name contracts? No. It's a source of motivation for me, actually. Yeah. Tell me, Charles, uh, while we're milking you for all your uh, juicy bits, um, what about something supplement-wise, uh, functional hypertrophy? Are we looking at uh, stimulating cognitive function there? Anything, any little uh, tricks you like supplement-wise if you are going into some sort of uh, functional hypertrophy, those sessions that you described for our listener? I think the best thing is looking at things like theocrine and to look at alpha-GPC. Okay. And, and, I, I do believe that brain nutrients are, are critical, especially when you're looking at relative strength and functional hypertrophy. But you need to dilate blood vessels, so things like vinpocetine will help, uh, ginkgo biloba, you know, uh, bacopa. But you need, I think, if you would say to me, you only allowed one supplement for brain function, yeah, I would say alpha GPC is the king. Alpha GPC and, and by what for our listeners that, that aren't so supplement savvy, how by what mechanism is that increasing acetylcholine, uh, the neurotransmitter? Mainly, but there's also strong evidence that it does also raise dopamine. The thing that is interesting with Alpha GPC is most of the original research was done in Italy, but one thing that has been shown in scientific world, so for the nerves you want double-blind studies is that alpha-GPC can regenerate the pituitary glands of subjects as old as 90. So even for a guy like me, it helps out. So, <laughs> I mean, my blood type is discontinued. So, I need alpha-GPC <laughs> to keep my brain active. Okay, some alpha-GPC, amino acids at the right times. Uh, what about uh, any nutritional tips? Do you like to have... Uh, I mean, you're notoriously uh, lower carb than some others in the industry. Earn your carbohydrates. Do you like yeah. carbs uh, intra or, or post? Uh, where do you like to throw your... your uh, it depends what you want. If you just want to look good naked, be as jacked as possible. That's me. Provided your body fat is low, oh. then you should have carbs intra-workout. But okay. as soon as you have carbs intra-workout, your neurotransmitters which I would call it the yang nature, which drives you are not that stimulated. But you stated that my goal is to be as big as possible and intro workout carbs do work. Yep. However, for people who are dopamine dominant like myself that love strength training, 
intro workout carbs is like go to bed signal so it doesn't work for me but john meadows is big on it yeah and it works for him but when i did john meadows program i did do the intro workout carbs and i found that if i didn't do them i couldn't survive his his training regimen okay. so it's all a case by case but one thing i do believe in is post-workout carbs and then again people say well it's only based on the research but fuck your research because the the, the, the research out there is on wussy programs. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, people say, we've not seen any additional benefits to uh, protein pulse workout. Yeah. Well, listen to me, you dumb motherfucker, you were doing sets of five at 60% of the match. Yeah. That's not a workout, that's a, that's a warm up. Yeah. So don't tell me they don't work. So my experience is real world. All right, cool, cool. I think we've milked you pretty dry now, uh, Charles. So thanks everything. Uh, that we've discussed thus far. What's uh, what's coming up uh, for Strength Sensei aside from the membership site that we discussed? Are you coming back to Australia? Any uh, yeah. world tours? What, what what's happening towards I'll India? Come in, but right now, I'm focusing on a tour with Ed Cohn and Matt Denning. Yep. I mean, those are two great powerlifting minds. And the thing, you know, as I get older, I realize that I mean, the longer I've been on this earth, the more I realize I don't know anything. So, you know, I've had contact with Matt. I've been to one of the seminars. I've known Ed since 1993. And um, last winter, I hired uh, Ed to teach with me on powerlifting. And as I spent the weekend with him, I go, shit, I mean, this guy's teaching me a lot of stuff. So being selfish, I decided, okay, I'm gonna go on seminar with these two guys. And it's the same as being with Klokov for an extended period of time. When I was teaching with Klokov, I learned quite a bit from him, and I'm sure that being on tour with Ed and Matt, I'm going to learn more. And, and the thing with those guys is that they're very generous with their information, and you know we exchange a lot. I was in Chicago for something else a few weeks ago, yeah. and Ed and I went out to dinner. And again, at dinner, you know, of course, you can't resist talking shop. But we're talking about someone, when should you vary exercises? And he had a lot of good stuff to yeah. I said, you know, so when I'll go on tour, and the thing what happens is that when you go on tour with these guys, we're going to Prague, we're going to Amsterdam, we're going to Toronto. Yep. In every city, the questions, some will be the same, but some will be different. Mm. And it's yeah. always interesting to see our guy answers, you know. And then, for example, Matt, has done extensive research with special forces and airborne troopers and whatever on the lower back strength and how you could absorb shock when you land from parachute. But one thing I've learned from him, I mean, I've always thought that kettlebell swings are bullshit exercise, but he has a lot of scientific evidence that actually the more kettlebell swings you, you concentrate on, the worse your landing ability is. And that the, the deadlift correlates with how much of a shock you can absorb with parachutes. And, that's you know, nice. you know it, that's so basically what I'm working on the next few months. Okay. And I'll uh, have uh, my metabolic analytics. I've hired uh, three uh, smart people. So I'm going to have a brain module, yep. which we're going to have in Phoenix. And then the next day, I've got Nelson Virgo who wrote the book on testosterone. Yeah. He's going to actually present on 
the best way to do male hormone replacement therapy. Yep. Yep. Uh, I mean, a lot of people, you know, go see their doctors for testosterone, especially with the clientele we work because yeah. the guys who could actually afford personal training usually above forty and don't make testosterone anymore. So, yep. I mean, I I hired the guy who wrote the book on it. So you can't do better yeah. than that. And the next day, we have a Cerex Labs agreed to give me all the tests at thirty percent off. So my students would come in, they'll do the prescription for free, they'll do the blood draw for free, and then they gave them an eight-hour seminar on how to integrate the test, plus a 15-minute uh, consult. So for 925 bucks, they're getting about $2,500 yeah. of information. So and it's, it's exciting times, I mean, but also they're exciting because I choose to make them exciting. You know, and one thing I try to do, and I've done this for all my career, is always learn more but one of the problems was when I teach it I don't have time to learn now I've set myself up yeah. to teach while learning beautiful <laughs> yeah. and for yeah. our listeners that want more details they can jump on the Strength Sensei website can they? of course and then they yep. can know when the classes are offered alright alright well uh, let's uh wrap things up there Charles thanks so much for your time today uh, looking forward to seeing you in Australia soon I'll be in touch anyway uh, yeah. some, some uh, real gems we managed to squeeze out of today so really appreciate your time Charles more than welcome uh, wish you the best of luck thank thanks, you buddy. Charles talk to you soon man bye see you bye. later mate bye 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 There he was. Thank God. See, Pete, it's always a pleasure to have Charles Follicon on the program. Yeah, look, he does go a little bit, uh, he does like a story, <laughs> but uh, but I think there was some nice juicy content there. So before we go today, uh, reminding our listeners, Christo Maurice coming up uh, next weekend. Next weekend. So for those uh, Sydney 9th, 10th and 11th, that's uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's the three-day Elemental Body Transformation Clinic. It is a certification. So at the end of each day, you'll do an exam. Yep. Um, that's up at that. the Arkham Horn Centre Health in the uh, Centre in Artarman. Topics yep. again, quickly. The topics again, psychology, yep. macro modulation, uh-huh. functional medicine, good nutrition and training. Beautiful. Uh, so that's it next weekend cool so um, elementalworld.com to uh, register uh, about another 5 or 10 spots there but we, he wants to keep it a small group uh, yeah. so we can go uh, you know really close group yeah uh, Tibbs wrap up one of the best seminars we've done yes so for me it was the strength leaks that was really really cool loaded carry for our listeners get into that if you haven't already farmers carry zerka overhead carry really really cool stuff to strengthen the, the your weakest link everything yeah it covers covers the spread pretty much your grip strength locking in the lats yep yep glutes lats. core the whole lot whole kick and um, caboodle and, and look just uh, you know from a, a someone who writes a lot of programs mm. as you do yep broaden just to have that fresh exposure well to we'll tell listen you actually found out you'd written a, you cleared the laptop out and there were a thousand excel programs on you and that's how yes. many you 
you've been writing, bro. Yeah, so, just, yeah, just this year, I guess. Yeah. So wow. I, I guess we'd be writing somewhere about a, over a thousand programs a year. So it's a lot of programs. Holy moly! Yeah. <laughs> you must be killing it, mate. Yeah, it's a thousand clients. It's a, yeah, a thousand, <laughs> hundred bucks. Holy yeah, because, moly! Because they don't hang around very long. I just turn them over. Yeah. That's it. One at a time. Exciting. Um, but a great seminar, and it'd be great to get him back on. Yeah, 2017. He'd be back. Underthebarpodcast.com. Get on there to check out some content. Drop a speak pipe. Yep. Um, Lay down some speak pipe for us, and we'll play that on air. Uh, TheDubaiMethod.com for a coming soon page. Yes. Or well, the Dubai Method Facebook and Instagram yep. to follow you and me, TomHewitt.com.au. And yep. uh, that has been the podcast. Very good. We should have done the face-off thing, and I should have said uh, to reach me, TomHewitt.com, uh, yeah. to reach you. Yeah. The Dubois method. The Dubois, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll do that next week. Mate. Next week, yeah. yeah.